Welcome back to Fringe Spirit, Not Your Love and Light podcast. Today, we are going to get into chords, curses, and energetic connections. So this is one of those things that it's like if you could see through past the limitations of the third dimension and see the entanglement that all of us are in, you know, collectively as humanity, but also throughout the entire universe, your mind would be blown, right? Like the ability to feel people across the world or on other planets or, you know, out in the ethers, it's, it's wild and it's insane, you know, to think about initially. But there, there are so many different types of ways that we are connected. So we'll just get into some of the common ones, even though it, it goes well, 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 well beyond some of this. Okay, so first, let's talk about chords. Chords are one of those things people talk about all the time, but I don't know that people fully grasp or understand. So there's many different types of chords from from the good, the bad, the ugly, and the neutral, right? Okay, so you have your everyday chords. We'll start there. So your everyday chords are the chords that are developed every time you have an interaction with another person. And this can be in person or, you know, virtually or even through having a thought. So it can be an interaction you have with someone out in the world. It can be a phone call or a text message or even just a comment on Facebook or Instagram or just having a thought about maybe an ex or a friend or a parent or whatever, right? These everyday chords, which if you are visual and you want to or you want to have a visual, they'd be thin, very, very thin because they're not based in a lot of energy and simply through having these interactions. Even right now, right now, as I am creating this podcast episode and it goes live and as soon as you begin to listen to it, we are creating an energetic chord. So any interactions with people we're creating these energetic cords. And essentially, they go both ways. We give and receive from each other. They're essentially pretty neutral. Like they're not feeding low vibrational energy or sucking you dry. However, too many of them can be a little overwhelming and it can make it difficult to know, are you feeling your energy? Are you feeling somebody else's energy? And just part of our energetic maintenance should be clearing these out every day, or at least especially after maybe you went to a party or, you know, had a busy day at work where you, you know, interacted with a ton of people. And so, okay, so why why it's important and why or what what this can do, right? So here's an example. You go to the grocery store and you go to the checkout and, you know, you have this brief interaction with the cashier. You know, you're not talking anything personal. They're just checking you out, bagging your groceries, whatever. You are loading the groceries into your car in the parking lot and you're kind of overcome with this wave of sadness or grief and what you don't know is the cashier just lost her husband or maybe her husband's in the hospital. She's experiencing, you know, 
stress and sadness and grief. And because you had this brief interaction with her, you created this this cord. And so now you are feeling her emotions, but you don't realize it. So if you don't realize that these are not yours, you may start to think like, wow, like I'm just in a funk today. Like, why am I in a funk? Like, I guess I just woke up on the wrong side of the bed. And, you know, throughout the day and, and, you know, until you kind of let go of these cords, you're just continuing to feel the energy from her. Too many of those are not going to make you feel good. You're going to feel bombarded with too much energy. It's going to be a little overwhelming and it's going to be difficult for you to know where you're at. Like, how how am I feeling today, Trisha? Like, you can't ask yourself that question when you have too much energy from other people coming into your energy. So, we want to release those, right? And it can just be through pulling or intention, right? Visual, visually pulling them or intending uh, to pull them. I, I choose to release all energetic cords that were created and generated today. That is for my highest good, right? Affirm it. Okay, then we have our negative cords. This is, you know, when people talk about like cord, cord uh, cutting or pulling meditations, this is the type of cord they're typically referring to. I too have some of those. Um, if you want to go to my website, fringespirit.com, you can download a little cord pulling meditation that will walk you through pulling one of these cords. Okay, so the negative cords are vibrationally based. They are typically connected to another person. I say typically because it's not it's not really about the person. It's usually associated with a person or it can even be multiple people. So like I said, it's vibrationally based. So say you have uh, issues with your confidence and self-esteem and perhaps you had a parent who it kind of originated with. Maybe your, your mother was really harsh on you and was, you know, like, you can't wear that. It's not very flattering. Or, you know, are you sure you're going to go out looking like that? And it kind of just affected your self-esteem, maybe specifically to say body image, right? They typically are, the, the vibration that they are at is very, very specific. So say it's confidence and especially confidence related to physical appearance, body image, self-esteem, and your worth related to that. And then maybe later in life, you dated somebody and they were very similar. They they said, you know, you shouldn't wear that. Like, that doesn't look good on you. Or, you know, maybe you should lose a couple pounds. You know, basically, similar types of comments made you feel vibrationally the same way, emotionally, vibrationally, energetically, the same type of way. Instead of having a cord from each person, you may have, and not always, it really depends on the situation, that the one cord is being fed by both mom and ex-boyfriend. So it's more related to the energy. The energy being lack of confidence, lack of self-esteem, my worth being related to my physical appearance, right? That type of energy, wherever that would vibrate at, that's the core. The core is the vibration. It typically does not have a ton to do with the person. However, there's always an attachment to, usually an attachment to another person. Okay. 
So they, 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 these cords, again, they also go both ways, but they feed this negative energy while simultaneously draining yours. So it's like it is replacing your good, positive, confident energy with the disempowered, lack of confident type of energy. They suck the good from you and kind of replace it with the yuck and the bad, right? It's very similar to like energy vampirism, right? Where they're just, they're draining you. They're feeding off of you. Not always intentionally, usually not intentionally, to be honest. It, these they, You can have negative cords with people that you love, with people that love you. It doesn't always mean that it's um, horrifically abusive, narcissistic parent or ex, right? It can be your loving partner and it could be from something early on in your relationship or, you know, an insecurity that maybe they have that they imposed on you. It's not negative cords are not necessarily just solely related to people that are bad for us or toxic or low vibrational. They're not always, you know, a narcissist who is choosing to drain you of your energy and feed off of you, right? The the energy vampire example is more your extreme, whereas like maybe an insecure partner is is your less extreme example. However, they are, they're draining you of your energy and it doesn't feel good. You find that you are exhausted. You find that you are, you're just vibrating low and you're, it's, it's feeding these thoughts and energies. So it's feeding back to the kind of maybe body image example. It's feeding the thoughts of, I need to have the perfect body. I need to look a certain way. You know, if I am not a size whatever, that I'm not good enough, or I need to only dress a certain way because this is not appropriate. Those types of thoughts, It's these energetic cords are essentially feeding those types of thoughts and feelings. Okay, so again, your negative cords visually are more, are typically going to appear a little thicker and darker. Your your everyday cords are very neutral, typically. Whereas your negative cords, they're very deep-rooted. They're de- very deep-rooted in a specific vibration and energy and emotion, and they're bigger, you know, the more potent that they are or more active that they are. And by active, I mean if you have a, a negative cord with, say, your your one of your parents and you still have a relationship with them, they're still saying these things to you and making you feel this way, that cord is, you know, pumping, right? It's very active. Whereas if you have an ex, you know, an ex from maybe 10 or 15 years ago, and you don't think about them often, but occasionally they pop into your head or the things that they said to you pop into your head, you know, that cord is still there until you pull it, most likely, or release it in some way through healing, However, it's, you know, not necessarily quite as active. So the, the, the more active it is, the, the bigger it's going to appear and the more it's going to be affecting you. And so the benefit, so when, when we choose to pull negative cords, we, we, we want to bring this energy to the surface of how they're making us feel, the energy that is associated with it, and we choose to release it. However, we have to be at a place, 
healing wise to be ready, right? You're, you don't want to pull a cord with your ex that you broke up with yesterday. Chances are the following day, you're not over that relationship. You're not over that person. You're not over, you know, the things that happened in that relationship. You, the cords are going to reconnect. They're going to be recreated as soon as you begin to feed into that energy again. So say you, you did date maybe a controlling type of partner and they disempowered you because, and they wanted to control you. They told you where you could go, what you could wear, and you broke up. You broke free of it, but you're you haven't healed from it yet, right? You're still you're still angry at the way that they treated you. You're still feeling disempowered and feeling more comfortable with the control, right? You're still in that space. You're in that heightened emotional space. You pull the cord, and then you know, ten minutes later, you start you get triggered and you start thinking about it again. The cord comes back, so you pull the cord kind of after you've really worked through a lot of the healing aspect of it. And additionally, with all cords, you know, we really want to pull them from the roots, like you're weeding a garden versus cutting them. You know, some some meditations will guide you to to cut them. You really want to pull them. You want to pull them from the root and send it back, right? You can different things. Sometimes you can send it set it on fire. Sometimes you can you know transmute it and send it back. You know, you can tie it in a knot so it doesn't reconnect. You know, different types of things. Again, be creative. But yeah, so our negative cords are really important to to check for and to clear out because they do they 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 weigh us down and you'd be surprised at how some of your kind of recurring thoughts, right? Maybe some of the um the negative self-talk that you have may not be fully you. It could be fed to some extent by one of these negative cords and you find you pull this cord and you start to break free of those thought patterns. So very important. Other cords that we have, we have a birthing cord. We have a birthing cord with our mothers. We have a very, very unique and special energetic connection with our mothers. Not to say that our fathers, you know, we don't. However, we were created in the womb of our mother. You know, the trauma that our mother went through passed while we were in the womb passed through to us. Even if we weren't in the womb, we were an egg within the body of our mother, right? You know, if it's, if it's our biological mother. So, and then once we're born, there's this energetic cord or even when we're not born. So if you have a loss, a miscarriage, there is still an energetic cord between you and that child or that fetus or, you know, the soul that may have been attached to it. And you're never going to sever that and that's okay. And so that always exists, which is again why, you know, the the mother wound is definitely one of those very potent ones because the connection between us and our mothers is is very 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 extreme and potent and unavoidable. Okay. And then we have our grounding cord. Our grounding cord does what it sa- sounds like. It grounds us to this to this planet. It it comes from our root chakra and it connects into the center of Mother Gaia. At least that's where we choose to. So when we ground ourselves, you can choose the visual of roots growing out of your feet. But in addition to that, you can also visualize a cord growing from your root chakra 
right down through to the center of Mother Gaia, right into the earth. It grounds us into this physical reality, into this incarnation, into this aspect of who we are, because there are many different versions and aspects of us that are existing in other incarnations and other places. And But we are here in this incarnation to experience this incarnation. So we really want to be grounded into this incarnation. And that is that is done through our grounding cord and some people through various different reasons really struggle with that and but it that should you know it's part of our energetic hygiene it's part of our grounding process is making sure that we are very grounded and anchored right into this planetary body into this incarnation into this lifetime into this version of ourselves right okay then we have our cord to source. So we are connected to this incarnation, to this third dimensional reality, to Mother Earth and the planetary body and consciousness that she is. And we are also connected from our crown to source energy or to God, whatever word that you choose to use. That is our divine self. That is our divine nature. And we want to be connected up top and down below. That is what creates balance. Some people, you know, become very aware and awake to their spiritual and multidimensional selves, and they're very connected above. They're very connected to source. That cord, that energy that feeds to the divine is very, very on point, and they become very ungrounded because they're not choosing to find that balance and ground and anchor into this physical reality. And those are the people that you see that, you know, maybe they're very tapped in and they have a lot of valuable insight and information, but you almost find yourself thinking like, wow, like they are so out of touch with reality. They may be very in touch with the reality of the universe, but they're out of touch with the reality of being a human, being a third dimensional being, and being this version of themselves. We need the balance between both. We want to know who we are on a, on a bigger scale and have that divine guidance and that connection to our higher selves. But we need the balance by being also connected and anchored into the reality of this incarnation. So grounding cord, cord to source. Then we have our the, the cord that connects our etheric body to our physical body. So our physical body is just that. It's the physical body that you see in front of you or in the mirror, right? Then our etheric body, our energetic body is, you know, if say you astral travel or you have these out-of-body experiences, it happens way more common and often than we think. It's not always happening through conscious intention. A lot of times we're out of body and we don't realize we're out of body. We're still operating and we're still existing, but we may be out of body to some extent. And say that we maybe you're astral traveling and you find yourself lost and there's always a connection between your physical body and your etheric body. So if you ever find that you are chronically out of body, which I am going to do a whole episode on that, But if you find that you're very out of body often and you're struggling to be in body and be grounded, right? If you're more connected up and less connected down and you're struggling with that balance, a very, very, very easy and immediate way to come back into body is 
tugging on that etheric cord, tugging on, and it can just be through intention or just visualizing, visualizing your etheric body and a cord connected to your physical body and just grab it and tug on it. And it almost like shoots you back down into your physical body. And you may feel it. You may feel, holy shit, like I feel heavier. I feel more like gravity has increased. I feel more sensations in my body, right? So there's always that cord between those two, between our physical and our etheric. Okay, moving on. Let's talk about hooks. Hooks are an energetic connection that is typically from another person to you. Or, I mean, you could send it to another person. But basically how it works is if... If you are, if there is a hook in you from another person, it it's typically a person that you feel is maybe better than you, higher on a hierarchy scale than you, someone you put on a pedestal, someone you look up to or admire, someone that you think can do things you can't do or has abilities that you don't have or someone that you feel like you need, right? I You need them and you can't live without them or you can't do X, Y, Z without them. They tend to be either a teacher or a mentor or a guru or a healer, right? It could be with your Reiki healer. It could be with your doctor. It could be with, with a parent, right? Where you feel the constant need to uh, please them or have them approve of you. So the, the other person essentially places that hook in you. And 99.9% of the time, it is not done intentionally. They are not trying to do that. But it creates that connection in the way where you feel like you need them. You feel like you need to rely on them. You feel like you feel like you can't do this or exist or thrive without them. You feel like you need and seek their approval, right? If there is someone in your life a relationship where you pay for a service on a regular basis. The person who is offering that service may unintentionally place a hook in you because what happens is if if your livelihood depends on this service. So think maybe, think um, a healer. If your livelihood as a healer depends on having clients and especially maybe recurring clients. You Maybe you seek to have recurring clients, so therefore you want people to need you. you. You need people to need you in order for you to run your business and pay your bills, X, Y, Z. You're not trying to disempower people necessarily. However, that's kind of what ends up happening. It's, it's, it's a major disempowerment. It's very related to your, to your solar plexus chakra. It tends to be where you find the hooks. And again, because if, if, if the need and desire to have people need you overshadows your desire and need to help others, not that you're not wanting to help others, but if you are maybe desperate, maybe you're financially struggling, maybe confidence-wise, you just need people to need you to validate that you have something to offer, right? 
if you need people to need you and and you want people to need you, you may unintentionally have, you know, place hooks in people and then that other person has that feeling of crap, I need them. I need them. I I I can't heal myself. I need to go to my healer. So that is typically how um, you can recognize hooks and you can remove them in the same type of way that you would accord through intention, speaking into reality, or through visualization. And, you know, it could be I choose to remove all hooks with XYZ. You can visualize literally a hook, like, like a fishing hook, right? <laughs> right in your solar plexus and literally remove it and send it back, right? And you may find that that relationship with that person changes. You may, you know, no, pay attention to those things because it absolutely happens whether you notice it or not. Okay, so that's hooks. Okay, let's talk curses and intention-based energy. This is one of those things that, you know, if you don't believe in curses, it's kind of one of those, oh, maybe I got to see it to believe it. Okay. The better way to think about curses is it is intention-based energy. However, those who are doing, you know, specifically choosing to place a curse on another It's because the reason it is so potent and works as well as it does is because their intention is strong and their belief is strong, right? Anything energetically that we can do, the the backbone of it, the things you must have in place are intention and belief. And because, you know, those types of people that would place a curse, they believe it's going to work. They have, they strongly intend it and and because they're consciously choosing it, right? So they're they're intending it and potentially again maybe they're using some sort of ritual which grounds that intangible intention and thought into the physical reality which makes it more potent. And their belief is there. They believe that if they curse someone with you know a bad love life <laughs> that it will work. And so it 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 does. Okay? So However, it can be from that extreme to simply, you know, intention on a lower scale, right? If you find that you're, uh, you know, envious of another person who has a lot of money, you may find yourself thinking like, you know, I wish they would come into hardship. That is intention-based energy. And how much it affects the other person, how much it affects the recipient is up to the recipient. So, from the sender standpoint, we can send intention-based energy anywhere. And as much as we can send kind of negative intentions, we can send positive intentions as well. That's why, you know, when we wish people well, it does them well. It helps them, right? The On the recipient end, how much it affects you depends on your vibration, so back to love life, right? Maybe maybe you started dating this guy and his ex-girlfriend, you know, you know, works in ways where she like, you know, she places a curse on you, right? She believes it. That's her belief system and she's like I hate this girl because she's jealous of you, right? Or whatever. And I I I curse her with a bad love life. You know, bad luck in all love scenarios. If you already have some conscious or subconscious beliefs or thoughts that you are not worthy of love, that you have bad luck 
in love, right? Maybe you have some bad patterns where, you know, you just end up with bad romantic relationships or you struggle with receiving unconditional love from a partner. And so you already have some of these thoughts based on patterns or uh, traumas or programming from childhood, whatever the case may be, conscious or subconscious thoughts, right? It, it comes back to vibration and law of attraction. So if you're already vibrating at that place, it makes you more magnetic to that intention-based energy for it to then hit you and, and infiltrate your energy field. And again, back to even energetic hygiene. The more you're up with your energetic hygiene, the less outside energies can actually infiltrate and affect you. So intention-based energy, curse-type energy, it absolutely is real and it absolutely can happen. And there's varying different ways. It can be anything from cursing an entire lineage to the minor example of like, oh, I just, I wish this person would fall on hard times because they're just always so lucky with money and I wish that they would struggle too, right? That thought, right? And and it's, you know, if that person is very confident with money, it's probably not going to affect them. If there's something else that's allowing that energy to get in, it will have a higher chance of affecting them. Another component that I have found when it comes to intention-based energy and the stronger that it is and the more um, existing energetic connection you maybe have with this person, right? If it's someone already in your life versus a complete stranger, right? When this intention-based energy is sent from one person to you, it can almost open a door in your energy field from them. And what that does is it allows essentially anything in their energy field to come in through into your energy field. And it's very, very interesting and something that I only learned through finding out myself. I don't know if this is something that a lot of people talk about or or are aware of. But when you're doing energetic checks on yourself, check for open doors from other people. And the doors, it's to their energy. You don't want a door open in your energy to somebody else's because you don't want anything of theirs coming through to you, especially if they're out there sending bad, you know, low vibrational energy and thoughts and intentions to people. Chances are they're not the highest vibrating type of person and they might have some low vibrational energies attached to them and you don't want that to come through and stick to you. So the the intention-based energy, it's very layered and uh, a little convoluted and not every scenario is identical. They're all very different. And I've seen things from, again, curses on an ancestral line. Also, things that stick to your soul and, and, and come with you lifetime after lifetime after lifetime. You may be affected by a curse from 10 lifetimes ago. So there's different levels and layers to it, and they're not all the same, and the remedy is not always the same. Um, On a basic level, you can simply choose to clear it, right? Any intention, energy, or curse placed on me that is affecting me or my energy field, I choose to clear out and send back, right? Oftentimes, so if you are a visual 
visually to me, it tends to look like an aura that has like a swampy or murky green kind of haze moving around through it. That's for me a telltale sign that there's some intention-based energy affecting that person. Sometimes it can be more of less of maybe a curse or intention-based energy and more of a contract with, say, a low vibrational being, maybe from a past life. Examples being, think, you know, making a deals made with the devil, right? Not that it's actually with the quote unquote devil. It's typically just with some low vibrational type of being where you wanted something and in return, it wants something else back. And until you fulfill your end of the deal or the contract, you're continuously receiving whatever from that being. Maybe you're just constantly getting flooded with low vibrational energy. Maybe there's just entities all around you and you're like, why is this happening? Right? There's no situation is identical. So it's, it's, it can be difficult to explain and describe and to also tell you the remedy for it. If you find or feel like you might have a contract with a low vibrational being from this lifetime or another, the best or most common way to remedy it is to void the contract. Other people cannot do this for you. I cannot do this for you. Your healer cannot do this for you. You have to do it for yourself. And it it's actually can be quite simple. It's having the awareness that this contract is in existence and voiding it. And I again, I'm very visual and I tend to guide people through it very visually. So visualize a contract in your mind, piece of paper. Maybe it's on like an old scroll. Maybe it's on printer paper. Maybe it's handwritten. Maybe it's typed. I don't care what it looks like. It doesn't matter what it looks like. All that matters is that the intention is that this visual that you're placing in your mind is the contract that we are referring to, right? Visualize the contract. Then void it. How do you void it, Trisha? Well, however the hell you want. <laughs> Take a stamp that says void, stamp it, uh, rip it up. My personal favorite and go-to often is burning it. Visualize a candle and take the contract and burn it. And this can be simply through your mind, through visualization in your mind. If you want to take it a step further, take a piece of paper, right? This is how you ground it into reality if you feel like you struggle a little bit with intention or visualization. Take a piece of paper, put the intention into the piece of paper. This piece of paper is the contract between myself and this being from a past life. You maybe don't even need to know all the details in order to, to do it, right? This this piece of paper represents this contract. Light, you know, light a candle or go out into a bonfire or a little fire pit that you have and burn it. It's all about intention. It's all about intention. Okay. Moving on. So last the last thing I really want to talk about as far as common energetic connections and entanglement is really about empaths and our magnetism. So we are all vibrational beings and therefore law of attraction, which is an absolute real thing, says that like energy, like vibration attracts like energy and like vibration. However, empaths 
feel it more. So we, we all are in the same position, but again, empaths are really, really feeling it. So almost like, okay, visualize a big, big, big spider web. And then visualize yourself as like a little dot in that spider web. And then visualize a whole bunch of other dots in the spider web. Those are just a whole bunch of other people. There are people you know. There are people you don't know. There are people that live in the same town as you. And there are people that live across the world as you, from you. It's just all different types of people. This is our entanglement. We are all in this entangled web. And what happens is where you are vibrating, you are going to be magnetic to that similar vibration. So look at your dot in this web. Where, where are you in this web? That's you, right? Find you. And then another dot, maybe on the other side of the web, starts to you know, feel insecure in a similar way that you feel insecure. That it essentially visualize almost like that other dot lighting up and shooting a like a a shoot of energy, like a bright light of energy through that web over to your dot. Because you're magnetic to that same energy, it then comes directly to you. And it almost compounds that feeling that you already have. This happens all the time. And it's not always our conscious thoughts that is magnetic. A lot of times it's our, our unconscious and subconscious thoughts. So when we're feeling these things that we know are not ours, sometimes maybe, you know, we can think, is this someone I have a cord with? Or is this some energetic magnetism? Right? And what you can do is almost, again, visualize yourself in this web. And, you know, as the energy starts to shoot through the web towards you, almost like... Like if you were to grab the web and just like pick it up and drop it and it creates like a vibration ripple in the opposite direction from you and sends it back away and it disturbs it and it breaks that magnet magnetism almost, if that makes sense. So that is another tool, but also a, a, a visualization of the entanglement that we're all existing within. So I hope that this helps. We we have to remember we are all connected all the time and we're feeling energies of people, of spirits, of the planet, right? You may be feeling, you know, empathically the energy of the planet itself and you know, the chaos, you know, when there are natural events, um, disasters that are going on, you may be feeling that stress and that anxiety. And, you know, you can visualize, you know, that connection with the earth and maybe, you know, disconnect it for, for a period of time or make a filter so that you filter, you know, you stay connected, but you filter out the stuff that you don't want to be feeling, right? Get creative. But the way that we get creative is through A, understanding and acknowledging that there are these energies that are connected to us, right? We're connected to the earth. We're connected to everything on the earth, right? And and not just in our dimension, but in these other dimensions. And we can get creative through intention and belief to prevent these energies from really affecting us in the way that they do. 
So I hope this helps and I will talk to you next time. 